Hey, Life Group Leaders and Hosts, Janine here with your week five Life Group Leader and Host Guide. So we're going to look at Psalm 10 from Pastor Manny's special teaching, and our icebreaker question is this, who is the supervillain most memorable to you and why? This passage from Sunday's sermon uh, in Psalm 10 deals a lot with God's response to evil. And Pastor Manny also encourages us to consider our response to evil in light of who God is. This icebreaker question is a lighthearted way to think about evil as portrayed in Hollywood, um, but that can lead us to the real-life wickedness discussed in this passage. So after your icebreaker question, go ahead and pray and then read the passage from Psalm 10 with your group. The first discussion question is the same as always. What stood out to you in this section of scripture or from Sunday's sermon? So feel free to use that um, to begin your discussion, or you can also just jump right into the other discussion questions as you feel led. Question number two, how has your understanding of God and the wicked expanded after reading Psalm 10 and listening to the sermon? So this question aims to ascertain whether your group members are in their understanding of God and the wicked in our world. You see, each of your group members may be in different places um, in these considerations. Some may be fully convinced of God's sovereignty, while others may be more insecure about God's action or inaction toward the wicked. Certain group members may have spent lots of time thinking about God's response and ours to evil in the world because they've had personal experiences of injustice. Others may not have spent too much energy on the idea because they don't directly encounter evil at least in their understanding, as described in Psalm 10. There are no right or wrong answers, but you'll be looking to see how you can meet your group members where they are and help them collectively answer questions about God's will in a fallen world. So talking about God's response to evil in the world is a substantial topic that cannot be addressed in one sermon or even one chapter of scripture. Pastor Manny does give us a great first step of response by encouraging us to pray, which you'll discuss further in depth in the following discussion questions. But if there are questions asked that you don't know the answer to, don't panic. You can encourage the group to review the questions throughout the week and come back together at another time or at the following meeting to address the questions that have come up. You can also approach a pastor or life group coach for further support. Question three, what do you believe about the power of prayer, especially in response to the wicked things that we see in our world? So the goal of this question is to celebrate the opportunity we have to approach God in prayer, to see his power and mercy unfold in the midst of the fallen world in which we live. According to Psalm 10, we serve a very big God who can handle some really big questions about our world. Since creation, when evil entered the world, the state of mankind has been in rebellion against God. There are those who have repented and accepted God's gift of salvation. There are those who are still against God and who do evil things to those around them. Yet, through the power of prayer, we can turn to God with our questions and concerns. Knowing that he hears and wants to answer us, we can ask him important questions about these things. We can entrust our burdens to the vault. For the vulnerable to him, knowing that he hears us. So, if you want to go a little bit deeper with this question, you can ask How do you gain confidence in God through prayer? So, we gain confidence in God by trusting him with our questions and watching his Holy Spirit move in our hearts and in our minds. We can look back and be encouraged by the prayers he has answered for us in the past. And we can look ahead with confidence because of what we know of God's nature and character. He will be true to himself and he will strengthen our faith by believing 
that he will show up according to his will. Look at the ways that the psalmist professes confidence in God and consider how you can do the same. Question four, how is your heart being stirred to pray for yourself and for your community in response to the messages in Psalm 10? So the goal is for your group members to identify ways in which their heart is burdened in a new or renewed way for those who are suffering at the hands of the wicked. Psalm 10 gives us a framework to pray in these situations where we want to respond to the wickedness we see in the world. Pastor Manny identified three main ways that we can pray to this end. Pray for the wicked. This is the first one. Pray for the wicked. Pray for God's justice and a sinner's repentance. Question two, pray like someone who knows God. Ask God to fulfill the promises he makes in scripture and pray that he would be true to his nature. Question three, pray with the end in mind. Pray with hope like we know God is returning for all of us in all his glory. You may even consider asking your group members to identify which of these strategies that they identify with or feel most comfortable praying over. You could also challenge group members to select the ones that seem most comfortable or I'm sorry, uncomfortable for them and encourage them to try praying these things to God. This would be a great place to break into small groups or partners to lift up some of these prayers to God. Whatever the applications may be, encourage your group to live out God's word, reminding them that it is his Holy Spirit that empowers and equips us to follow his word. As always, be prepared with a couple of application points you can share to get things started. Our prayer application for this week is to pray against the wicked and the injustices in the world. Seems kind of obvious, but I also give you a a specific request that you can pray for, specifically for Set Free Monterey Bay, which is one of Calvary's partner organizations that has established a restoration home in Monterey County for survivors of human trafficking. You can learn more about Set Free Monterey Bay at setfreemontereybay.org. Our leadership notes for this week are about time management. Time is a valuable commodity, and managing time well in our life group meetings is a blessing to the whole group. To facilitate the gathering well, it takes a measure of planning and sensitivity for the Holy Spirit to move among everyone present. With the ultimate goals of following Christ together, drawing closer to one another in the Lord, we can manage our time well and help ourselves move in that direction. Time management helps us prioritize certain aspects of our meetings and strategically approach our spiritual growth in certain ways. So for example, setting an agenda that lists when you will start and end each meeting portion is certainly helpful for leaders and hosts to stay on the same page. But you could even decide to share it with your members so they can help you honor the time that's been prayerfully set aside for each activity. Another example, if you have a goal to prioritize prayer during any given week, you can decide to engage in your prayer time before your group discussion. Uh, Or another example, if you notice that your group members start to get long-winded, you could do something like set a timer for everyone's responses or maybe just divide into smaller groups or pairs for certain questions to ensure that everyone has a chance to share their thoughts. So being sure to start and end on time, at least as close as possible, it really shows respect for the commitment that everyone has made to one another for the evening. Ultimately, we want to commit each meeting to the Lord in prayer, trusting him to guide us as leaders and hosts to facilitate the meeting for his glory. So hopefully some of these ideas are helpful tips and reminders that you can bring into this next meeting. 
All right, I do want to take a moment to highlight our leader and host announcements because there's two really important things I want to mention. First is our mid-quarter check-in that's going to take place on October 23rd. If you haven't already RSVP'd, please let me know. This is going to be a great time, October 23rd from 1230 to 1:30. We're going to meet with our coaches, have some snacks, um, have a time to catch up. This will be in place of our um, meetings that we traditionally do with our coaches, but just kind of separately um, as coaches are able to find time, a collective time that works for all of you. Instead, we're going to try this quarter to bring everyone together, do it at the mid-quarter together, um, kind of take advantage of that element that we have to um, be all together as a big group, but also to break up into our coaching groups. So um, again, please RSVP online or reach out to me, contact me and let me know whether or not you'll be able to make it. So we can, um, childcare is provided. So we want to make sure we have enough um, childcare help and snacks and everything for everybody. Okay, the last thing is that we have some outstanding opportunities for discipleship coming up. Um, we have our women's conference around the corner on October 14th and 15th. So for ladies, um, I just want to encourage you, spending this time together at the Women's Conference will give you yet another opportunity to deepen your relationship with one another and with the Lord, which is what we're called to do as disciples. So if you haven't already sent out a text or a special encouragement to attend to your ladies in your group, please consider doing so this week. You could consider even going together with your other group members, intentionally sitting together and enjoying the meal and fellowship time together as well. Uh, if group members are inviting their friends, which you could also encourage, be sure to engage with them and welcome them to the church. All right, the other opportunity for discipleship is actually with our fall festival. Serving either as an individual or as a group is a marker of discipleship and spiritual growth that we want to see in life groups. The fall festival is a great chance for your group to serve the Lord and his church in this way. We are actually looking for about 30 or more people to help with this event. So you could volunteer as a group or simply encourage individuals who are new to the idea of serving at Calvary to sign up. It's a great first step um, an introduction to serving. Uh, whatever the case, be sure to reach out to the Calvary Kids team if you want to serve, but also leaders if you want to be matched with your other life group members at, this, at a particular station or activity, um, just be sure to reach out to Sharon uh, to, at SharonP at Calvary.com to let her know about that. All right. Well, thank you so much, leaders and hosts. I'm excited for you to have some great meetings this week and praying that God would just move in mighty ways. So thanks again and God bless.